Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Start the clock. excitement because it's it's a holiday crowd it's it's groundhog day <laughs> but it is it's groundhog day and and you know this year because the groundhog is brown and it gets pulled from its home uh, ice is involved so <laughs> but forget groundhog day the only large rat-like creature i'm concerned about is devin nunez this guy <laughs> And his memo got released today. And, of course, it's not fair to single him out. All the Republicans these days are tre- treasonous rats. And, and they're, all, you know, they're all together. They're on a retreat in West Virginia. And the, the people of that town are onto them because the banner said, Welcome, Banana Republicans. <laughs> Which is what we're turning into. I mean, this, this slow-moving coup that I've been talking about since before the election... Uh, you know, kind of picked up speed this week. Trump uh, declassified this Nunes memo, which is supposed to make us think that our own top law enforcement people are crooked so Trump can get away with his Russia crimes. <laughs> Problem is, the Republicans talk about this memo, you know, like it's some smoking gun piece of evidence that they uncovered. No, they wrote it. <laughs> they... <laughs> They uncovered it in their printer. (laughs) It's not an intelligence document. It's it's a Facebook post that you'd briefly skim before clicking unfriend. (laughs) But, you know... (laughs) The Republicans, they did not like what the FBI was finding out about Trump. So, like the true patriots they are of Russia... They attack the FBI and the Justice Department because they're biased. Yes, because they're in law enforcement and the Trump Trump crime family commits crimes. So that's what they're supposed to do. It's like saying the exterminator is biased against the termites. (laughs) Pace myself. I know I get pissed off too early. Uh, but Right? But don't you? I mean, this Republican delusion that Robert Mueller, a Republican who's there because of Trump, uh, is conspiring with Rod Rosenstein, the acting attorney general, a Republican who's there because of Trump, and, of course, Mueller's old buddy, Jim Comey, another Republican appointed by Trump. And, and Trump's attitude is, geez, what a bunch of, what a bunch of idiots. Who, 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 who put them in charge? <laughs> but, but... but okay, smearing the FBI and the Justice Department is not the only thing that 
fat Nixon was up to this week. <laughs> it was also State of the Union time here in America. The dress, the address was delivered by Trump's alter ego, teleprompter Trump. I'm not going to say the President of the United States can't read. <laughs> but it's obvious he doesn't get a lot of practice at it. <laughs> not great at the teleprompter. First of all, during rehearsals, he kept referring to it as Surrey. <laughs> uh, and he read it so slow. He looked like a guy taking an eye exam. <laughs> At one point, Stormy Daniels pretended to come just to make him stop. <laughs> but, you know... But did you watch this speech? He mentioned all the floods, you know, the, the wildfires, the storms we've had. Never once linked them to climate change. Yes, probably the work of the deep state, wouldn't you imagine? <laughs> And he bragged, of course, about, you know, the biggest tax cuts in history. No. <laughs> like the eighth biggest. For finally seeing wages going up. They've been going up for years. Car companies are building again and expanding. No, that's been going on for years. Where's the guy at the State of the Union who yells, you lie, when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> and... As with... With all State of the Unions, you know, it was the, the gallery. You know, they have the people up in the gallery, what they call the stunt casting. <laughs> they do. They have the people who tug at your heartstrings, and there were. I mean, there were parents of victims of the MS-13 crime gang, and there was a blind double amputee Marine, and then there was one that, I must say, really got to me. There was a woman in the gallery who has been forced to be married to Donald Trump for 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, oh, did you see Melania? She was all decked out, all white outfit from Dior, Dolce & Gabbana blouse, Louboutin heels, and a shock collar in case she made a run for it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any doubts that Melania is very pissed and humiliated by the Stormy Daniels thing, she broke all president, did not travel to the speech to the Capitol with the president. She came separately, as usual. Anyway, we have a great show. Donna Brazil and David Frum are here. And a little later, we'll be speaking with former White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch is here, ladies and gentlemen. The Mooch. But uh, first up, he's the president of the Council on Foreign Relations. I never believe he's doing our show, but he is. Whose latest book, A World in Disarray, is now in paperback. Please welcome Richard Haas. There he is. Okay, great to see you, Richard. Great to have you here. Your Good annual yes. Every year you have to kind of catch us up on what's going on in the world. The and, uh, I just want to know first of all, what does the world think when they see? You know, they know what's going on in America. They read the papers and they see a president who's at war with his own law enforcement uh, agencies. What 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 does that say to them? What are they saying in those foreign capitals? The U.S. standing has plummeted in most of the capitals. It's probably worse in, in Europe and Latin America. 
you mentioned climate change. That's a reason. They see what's going on. A president attacking the courts, attacking the media, doesn't play well in places like, like Europe where democracy is, is robust. I think in the, in the president's popular in, say, Saudi Arabia, Israel. And places like China and Russia, they are baffled. I should have a nickel for every time people from those countries say, uh, what, what do we make of this guy? And how, should, you know, how do we read what's going on in the United States? Well, but they have kind of caught on that you flatter them, right? I mean, didn't, isn't, wasn't that the trick that the Chinese used and the Saudi Arabians, they put his face on a building? I mean, it's not that hard to figure it out. Uh, yeah, the president cares too much about personal relationships and cares right. too much about how he's treated. So, uh, I mean, you say democracy is robust in Europe. Not all, all of Europe. Uh, Poland is Good changing. Point. Fair enough. Uh, Eastern Europe, Hungary. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, I, I read this term, you know, populist leaders say the same thing about Trump, as if it's, uh, you, could, you could say this, as if it means authoritarianism. And it doesn't, does it? I mean, a populist leader, Trump is not a populist leader. He's a wannabe dictator. But he is populist in the sense that he's tapping into economic insecurity. Okay, what's the difference between a populist and an authoritarian? I think because... populist leaders are really good at reading the people and they sense their insecurity, whether it's over immigration, say, in Europe or over economics. And what they do is they often then are willing to almost make a deal with the people. We'll take care of your insecurities, but you're going to lose a little bit of your freedom. I think in places like Russia or China, there's no deal with the people. They've just decided they are going to be strong men, top down. They are not going to allow any sort of openness to... They don't don't want the virus of freedom to break out. I mean, I see places like the Philippines and Turkey, which we thought, you know, went into our column. I don't know what our column is anymore, actually. But the old view of our column... Western democracy, rule of law, and now they're not. Which shows you can go back and forth, and and that could happen here, too. I mean, Trump definitely does not understand what this country was founded on. Because when you you see him say things, like we've had three examples of him saying to, to Comey, he said, I need loyalty, and he meant personal loyalty. Are you on my team, he said to Rosenstein. To, to McCabe, who did you vote for? This is not someone who understands how this country works. He was born in the wrong age. He should have been a king. That's what he could have been. He's Henry VIII, fat, a <laughs> lot, lot of wives, a lot of beheading, right? You know, what makes a democracy a democracy is you have the distribution of political power, checks and balances and all that. I think that's foreign to someone like Donald Trump who comes into politics, not from politics, but from business, a family office, where, where you control things. And what makes a democracy, what our DNA, is no one person, no one institution controls things. And I think he's having difficult, difficulty with that. And, and do you see any good he's done overseas? Any, I mean, is it all bad? No, it's not all bad. I, a couple of things I mentioned. We've made progress against ISIS, clearly in Iraq and, and Syria. I think that's been good. Well, that was going on before he... But, but, but still, we saw yeah, it He through. continued the okay. same uh, strategy and took credit. Greater sanctions... Fair yeah. enough. Greater sanctions against North Korea. I think they're, you know, get the Chinese and the Russians... Now, they're doing the Olympics together. We get such mixed signals. One minute, the bomb is overhead, and I'm kissing my ass goodbye, and then (laughs) I'm reading that they're going to be uh, doing the Olympics. The two are not mutually exclusive, uh, in the sense that a North-South dialogue in Korea is a different agenda than our agenda, which is to really focus on the North Korean nuclear and missile. Uh, arsenal. It's one of the reasons that this conversation is not one that necessarily should fill us with real comfort. Well, well what about something like Pakistan? Now, for years, I've heard people uh, in both parties say 
Pakistan is double-dealing us. They're not really our ally. Why are we giving them all this aid? They're really in league with the Taliban, all true. And Trump now called them on it, and he's not giving them aid. Either way, we get screwed. Look, Pakistan has the world's fastest-growing nuclear arsenal. It's got the world's greatest collection of terrorists. When we give them aid, they do things we don't like. They give sanctuary to the Taliban, who are killing Americans. When we don't give them aid, they do things we don't like. Either way, we, you know, it's, it's probably the single biggest problem for American foreign policy. We spend all this time talking about North Korea uh, or Iran. I actually worry as much about Pakistan as any country. What about moving the capital to Jerusalem and Israel? We talked about that on the show last week. My enthusiasm for that was limited. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I understand. You <laughs> well, know, you are a diplomat. That's yeah, I work uh, on it, yeah. There's not a lot of them anymore, either. Yeah, uh, I guess so. But the, um, look, the reason is I want, in 50 years or 100 years, I want Israel to be a secure, prosperous, democratic Jewish country. It's that now. I want to keep it that way. Oh, yeah, I mean, too. But, yeah. but, I, but in order to do but, that, I actually think Israel needs a Palestinian state, not as a favor to the Palestinians, I, yeah, as I a favor to itself. So when I see unilateral yeah. moves like this, I worry this makes an almost impossible situation even more difficult. What about like a country like Saudi Arabia? You know, now Germany took in a million Syrian refugees. And as far as I know, Saudi Arabia didn't take in any or very, very few. How does that make sense? Why, why did they get a pass on that? That's my thing with Israel. It's like, it seems like they play by a different standard. It seems like if a country like Saudi Arabia, which is rich and closer to Syria, and they have a lot more in common than the Syrians have in Germany, it would behoove them to take in their brethren. Uh, it would. And the Saudi policy was more, obviously, to try to shape the civil war in Syria. It didn't, didn't, didn't work out so well. But you make a decent point. The United States, historically, not now, has been one of the great recipients of refugees and, obviously, immigrants. Israel has. It's part of Israel's DNA. But there's double standards, there's triple standards out there. And, and okay, finally, we're going to get attacked again for our, in the, the election we have this year by Russia our electoral process, that's for sure. Even Pompeo, the CIA director, who is a, sure. a Trump ally, admits that. The president is AWOL on this. First president ever not to defend the country during a time of attack, really, when you think about it. Can the U.S., do you think, defend itself without the president leading it? Well, something like elections, uh, you know, up to really every state, city, you know, voting machines. In a funny sort of way, we don't really want to be as networked as we, we right. often are. We can also push back against the Russians. I don't understand why we've unilaterally disarmed. Why aren't we publishing things, say, about Putin's finances? You've got people rioting in the streets of Moscow. They just arrested political opponents right. who can't run against Putin. Why is, why is the White House spokesperson not every day saying, hey... What are, you, what are you worried about, Mr. Putin? What are you afraid of? Why aren't we going after them? Why are we only playing defense and not a very good job of defense with the Russians? And why aren't we playing offense against them? So, yeah, you ought to be worried about that. Richard, I hope we're here in a year so I can talk to you again. But I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> Richard Haas, thank you very much, as always, okay. for enlightening us. Okay, let's meet our panel. Okay. Hi. Please welcome, uh, he is a senior editor at The Atlantic and author of Trumpocracy, The Corruption of the American Republic, David Frum. And uh, she is the former chairwoman of the Democratic National Committee and the author of Hacks, the inside story of the break-ins and breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House. Donna Brazile! Looking ever younger since you're out of politics. Happy Black History Month. Yeah, that's you're right. Looking, you're looking so black today. What's going on with you? <laughs> What's going on? You got your curl on? 
You know, whatever I say, I'll get in trouble. So. I, I, look, okay. join the party. Yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm of two minds. I, uh, there's people out there watching right now who are saying, what, what is this Devin Nunes memo? Who's Carter Page? What's the Steele memo? I, I, we do a show that has a, a, a broad audience. I, I want to uh, explain it all to them. It's a little in the weeds. And I don't want to... Yeah. Also, you know, bore the people who know what this stuff is. Let me just start with this, and maybe we'll get into the weeds. It, the fact that they are fighting this on, on this level, at this stage of the game, with this memo, tells me that they're very worried, that they must know that Bob Mueller has a lot. And, and of course, I would say he does. This is Donald Trump. Right. Think about Donald Trump. It's always yes. worse than you could have imagined. Absolutely. And you imagined the worst. Right, 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 right. Right? When you look at this memo, what you see is this really is the C-team. I mean, America, I think, is entitled at this point to expect high-quality artisanal obstruction of justice. (laughs) That's true. That is true. And it is getting this kind of (laughs) mass-produced junk. Oh, Can't they... I mean, maybe... I mean, if they could just get, like, a higher quality of obstructor... I think I think we could have a higher quality of, distru- of discussion. Okay. It, it, yeah. it's, Bill, I asked your staff to print it out because I thought maybe mm. something was wrong with my internet. This is all bullshit. Is this the memo itself that you it, have here? B- okay. Bill, don't read this. Get, get a People magazine. Get all Style. Right. Get, in fact, get Ebony and go to the bathroom. <laughs> This leave. This will leave you. <laughs> I've been rethinking. in the bathroom with that many, but go ahead. <laughs> well, if you go in the, if you go with Imani, I'll be worried. Um, look, this is weaponization of classified information. It stinks. That's all. You, that's all you need to know. It's, uh, okay, so let's get into the weeds a little. Um, there's around the summer of 2016. The campaign was well underway, but not over. There were two. Two investigations basically going on at the same time that didn't know they were start. There was the FBI investigation when Comey was still there. That's right. Christopher Steele is a British spy Mm -hmm. who was also looking into Trump's relations with Russia. They were looking into the same thing. The reason Christopher Steele was doing it is because when someone runs for president, as Trump was doing, correct, opposition research starts. That's correct. The people who first hired Christopher Steele were Republicans. Correct. Then Hillary's people took it over after the Republicans were out. That is what I learned. It's a business. Correct. And Christopher Steele, very reliable British spy, that was his turf. Correct. Russia. Okay. So, because his, at some point, Christopher Steele calls his friends at the FBI, because law enforcement across the pond, they know each other, they work together. That's right. We're allies. And he says, listen, I've been looking into this. You got a problem on your hands. Yeah. Donald Trump is crooked, and Russia is trying to steal your election. So this memo was trying to say that because that was involved in the FBI investigation, it's tainted. This memo, uh, this the FISA investigation was opened more than two weeks after the second WikiLeaks dump, okay. uh, in which Russia dumped into the American election a, um, a lot of weaponized, stolen emails, welcomed by Donald Trump after the Trump campaign attempted to coordinate with WikiLeaks in the, the, the use of this information. The idea that it took some one piece of paper uh, to pursue... I mean, 
everyone who cared about Russian involvement in the, in the affairs of Western democracy in the United States was screaming about this from the time at least of the Republican convention when the Republican platform was um, altered, rewritten in order in a pro-Russian direction, and really from months before that. Donald Trump's connections with Russia have been known for years. Um, this was, from the very get-go, something that people were concerned by. And what is, so what's happening here is, I, I don't think this memo is an attempt, actually, this brochure, this, as you call it, a Facebook post, um, is, is an attempt, actually, to win an argument. It's not trying to convince anybody. What it is, it's, it's, it's a well, stone thrown in the pond to create a splash, to get ready for, for something bad Correct. that is happening very soon. President Trump it's, has go gone to Mar-a-Lago again this weekend. Um, it's Shabbat, uh, so he's unpoliced by Ivanka. Um, Correct. <laughs> and he, however <laughs> ludicrous everybody, everybody, including many of the Republicans in Congress themselves, find this document, um, it has revved up the president, according to all reports. He is getting ready to do something. And he is an instinctive actor. Well, yes. And the thing he understands above all, as he's demonstrated through this campaign, is that his will to power is stronger than that of anyone who's trying to check him. Yes. And the system is breaking. It doesn't have to be credible. Right. It just has to be forceful. And it's forceful enough to drag the Republicans after him and to launch the attack on and justice that seems to be coming. And that's what we need to talk about. I mean, there is a fine line between being an enemy of the deep state and just an enemy of the state. And it... No question. No question. I, I, I never thought I'd be at the point where I'd be saying these things about Republicans. I never, I was never thought I would be defending the FBI in the 21st century. I mean, these are 37,000 employees doing their job, and President Trump is going right. after them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Tweet by tweet by right. tweet by tweet. He's undermining their effectiveness. Remember, the FBI is not only right. there to protect us against... Uh, criminals here in the United States, but also terrorists. He's weakening them at a well, time in which we need our the, federal agencies to be strong. The idea that I was saying in the monologue, Mueller, a Republican, Comey, yeah. a Republican, Rosenstein, a Republican, 80% of this FISA court, Republicans, and law enforcement itself. Since when have they been a hotbed of liberals? <laughs> The, the reason I was slow-moving coup back in before the election was because the FBI back then was Trumplandia. Right. Remember? Right. Comey was the one who threw the election to Hillary. Eleven days out. So absolutely. And the, and the FBI agent against whom the president is tweeting the most vociferously was the F FBI agent who the FBI itself just because you never get into a leak war against the FBI. That's unwise. <laughs> so they just released two days ago. The FBI agent whom Donald Trump most blames is the FBI agent who wrote the first draft. Of the Comey memo reopening, uh, reopening the investigation, Hillary Clinton's emails. Right, and this this guy, we have to one more weeds point. Right. Carter Page, Carter Page is a guy who was on the Trump campaign. Correct. Now, he's very much in this memo. They're kind of hanging their hat on him because he is under investigation. He yes. was in to see Robert Mueller, I think, already. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, but even before Trump thought about running for president, Carter Page was on the radar of the FBI. Yeah. As, as he, was, they thought he was a as, Russian as, spy as, as then. Donald, Donald Trump himself named five advisors. He only had five foreign... Right. Normal campaigns have hundreds right. because you have to keep people busy. But, uh, but they, he, had, he named five. Two of the five turned out to be persons of interest with connection to Russian espionage. That's a right. pretty high percentage. Right. So, so the, what, the Christopher Steele memo came way after that. I mean, 
British Several spies months. are good, but they can't go back in time. Several months. But, but, this is, this is but, not but a document this... to, Chris, as I said, it's not a document to convince. It's, it's not a document that's meant for you. It's not a uh, document meant for your viewers. It's not a document meant to persuade judges or FBI men. It, it, is, a, it, is, a, it is a document it's... written so that Hannity can hold it up. It's and say exact. it's a piece of paper it's with the, words yeah. on it. That's exactly right. Yeah, that, that's it. It's that's a piece it. of paper. That's. I was saying the same thing to my friends. I said, you know, for, for years, especially before marijuana was legal in a lot of states, I got, as many people have had, uh -huh. you know, you go to a quack, do I mean a serious doctor, <laughs> and you get a license right. to buy medical marijuana to treat whatever it is I told them I had. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I've always brought it with me because I'm in right. Texas or someplace yeah. that's very dry. I have a piece of paper. paper. I can say, look, I have a piece of paper. A lawyer can hold up a piece of paper in court. Right. Look, a piece of paper. That's all this is. It's just, it's the cops planting drugs on you. John it's, McCain, it's that version of it with paper. Bill, today John McCain said that this memo and what happened is, uh, in effect, is the Republicans are doing Putin's job. This is to discredit the investigation. Uh, this is to also undermine faith in the intelligence agencies. Look, it's been over a year now since the intelligence agencies have concluded that the Russians interfered. What are we doing to protect our elections from future hacking? Yeah. What are we doing to protect yeah. ourselves from any additional uh, meddling? This is part of the Russians' active so measures. Do, so how does it end? Everybody thinks this is released so he can fire Rosenstein, who's the acting attorney general, who's the Bob Mueller's boss, and if he gets rid of him, then what happens? Then he can appoint, in a recess right. appointment, a more compliant person. And the compliant person, he will hope, will do the dirty work of firing Mueller and or shutting down the investigation. And what if that happens? And do, I, do we and get to a point where somebody is in the Oval Office saying uh, We've about... been looking for an adult for a long time. The, the, we are the adults. Right. Exactly. We're the adults. But this is... What do the Democrats the, do? Well, first of all, we should release the Democratic memo. At least we sh the, the, the American people deserve to see what the Democratic staff, maybe the A-team, can finally follow up to what the C-team did, and we can get some truth out there. Secondly, we have to figure out a way to protect Mr. Mueller. The there's no question that well, they're going can't. to... The only well, way look, is to win the election. Win the election. That's how you do it. And 276 right. days, but I do believe that there's a need to bring forward some bipartisan legislation to protect him in this investigation, because if we don't, we know what Trump is trying to do. The systems, the systems are cracking, and um, I think a lot of people are very focused on the outsized personality of the president. Um, they're, and they're, 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 they talk about this, as your first interview of the show did, as if we're having sort of a normal political process and they're reds and blues and, and they have the different points of view. The, the systems are cracking. And the Republicans in Congress, um, they're complicit, but they're, they're not the principals in this case. They are being dragged along like hostages um, as in this this attack that is driven not because Donald Trump has a plan, not because he's got some ideology, but because in sheer self-protection, he cannot... You're either going to have the, the Trump presidency or the rule of law in this country. There can't be both because he can't abide both. But he's I always he's heard, vulnerable I, and he can't I always heard, you know what, if you fuck with the deep state, if you fuck with the intelligence agencies, if you fuck with the CIA, you will never win. And now I don't know. All I can say is deep state, please win. <laughs> please, hey. please be those people well, you can't fuck with. Well, yeah, and don't, 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 don't screw up a 
fuck up our democracy. Because right. if we... The pillars of our democracy is being weakened by a president who only looks out for himself and his own right. political goal. And look, the uh, Republicans need to get... In, they, this is a co-equal branch of government. The legislative branch have no reason to follow the executive branch. They should do what the Constitution gives them power to do and provide oversight and accountability. They have lost interest in doing that. All right, if I can just... I'm sorry. I, I just got to move along because this is very important to talk about <laughs> the fact that uh, Donald Trump is so in the doghouse with his wife. Oh, please. Uh, and, well, you know, again, first it was the Hollywood Access tape, mm. then it was 19 accusers, and now the Stormy Daniels affair. And uh, if you saw the State of the Union, I mean, she's not going near him. She's very angry, and uh, Hallmark does not make cards. <laughs> For anyone as scuzzy as Donald Trump, he's been trying to make it up to Melania, so we've suggested a few if you'd like to see them. These are the cards that <laughs> Donald would like to have to be able to send to his wife. We had a good thing, but I had to spoil it. Now I cry to myself when I tweet on the toilet. It's, it's, <laughs> he's trying to get back. I didn't wear a condom. I know that was wrong, but you know me. I wasn't in her long. Uh, you know, he, <laughs> he's, he's trying. He's... I made a mistake, I lost my head, but this one, I didn't make pee on the bed. He... <laughs> Words cannot express how much I love you. So here's $14,000 in cash. <laughs> I'm sincerely sorry, and I'm not just blabbing. Your pussy's the only one I want to be grabbing. I'm begging forgiveness. I'm down on one knee. Stormy's like the Constitution. She means nothing to me. <laughs> I know you're angry and it's me that you're blaming, but you can't leave. I threw out the crate that you came in. All right. He is President Trump's former White House Communications Director, Anthony Scaramucci, the Mooch. Thank you for you. no. I, thank you for coming. I always thank the Republicans because it is a hard place to come. I always give them. I thought this I, was like a Trump fan club meeting. And no, it's not, and it never is. But uh, Republicans have more balls to come here when they disagree with me 90% of the time than a lot of Democrats who agree with me 90% of the time, and they won't come. So I will give the Republicans that. They've got bigger oh. stones. Oh, I and agree. I wish I, you could lend us some. honor to be here. President Company like to, I have to tell you, you know, Don and I go back a long time, Republicans really? and Democrats. Mm -hmm. we, we can get along. We can be disagreeable, but also try to be agreeable while we're doing it or be... Right. <laughs> you know, cordial. I mean, you know, I don't no, have your jokes or your talents. Here's, here's what I would say about but, some of the things you said. Is that okay? Can I just... Oh, please. Yeah, so here's the thing I would say, and I would say this both to David and, and also to Donna, is that uh, there's a lot going on. I, I'm not going to nitpick on the, the memo, but when I read the memo today, my reaction to the memo is that there's something wrong with the spirit of the situation. You know, when you're in law school, and I was in law school at Rod Rosenstein, he was actually in my section at Harvard, so I've known him for 32 years. And Harvard? I, and I like him. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. 
No, no, that's very impressive. Just to let you know, I was there with him. I, I was in my no, section, I, and I and I have a lot of respect for him. I hope the president does not fire him, by the right. way, um, because I think so, he's a very ethical and I think he's a very decent guy. Um, and so, but when I read the stuff, and I, no, no offense to anybody here at the table, but <laughs> there's something wrong with the spirit in my mind of what is going on right now. And if the president, not that he would take well, my advice because I was only there for 11 days, but if the president. <laughs> It was. It could be 954,000 seconds too. By the way, if you look at it that way. But, but, but here's what I would say to you: um, He would be well served to put a bipartisan group of people together, and to look at the processes that we have in place to make sure that these agencies are shielded from the accusations of the politicization on either well, side. You're dreaming. That's not what he does. You I, know that better I, than I do. I, why, why, you, I, why even say that? Well, it's just. Well, because... it's just and I want a pony. I okay. mean, that's not okay, going to happen, but, and that's not I, who he is. You know I'm, that. But I'm, I'm saying it for a reason, because I want it out there in the okay, airspace. Well, I don't I'm want him it. watching this show. I'm saying, you, you, you're not going to... Did you, you tell him... You watch your show? No, I don't want him no, being away. He sued it. me once. Do you know this? Yeah, it was like this... a $5 million. That was one of your funniest YouTubeable moments. Yeah. I watched oh, that whole thank thing. thank you, yes. You had the orange orangutan and yes, the whole thing. Yes, exactly. I remember the whole thing. Why is he so nutso like that? I mean, does he understand what he's done to the country? That, you know, it's... It's, it's not New York anymore. You know, it, Comey is not a building inspector. <laughs> you know, but, you see, this, this is, is America. Okay, so, yeah, I know you guys, you got the pin on, you're but, thinking yourself but, as patriots, but... Time, but, but time, time out a second, okay. There were two candidates last year that saw what is really going on in the country. It was, it was Bernie Sanders and sure. Donald Trump. And people that know me know I grew up in a uh, middle-class town. My parents didn't go to college. You went to and, Harvard. And I did. But that's, that's because, but that's because I grew up in an aspirational working class family. Right. The aspirational working class has shifted into the desperational working class. And I got to tell you something. Because of though. who? Democrats? No, no. I, I don't really think it's anybody's specific blame. It's a globalization but thing. But more Republicans. It's, Okay, well, the more you, Republicans you, were you, more for the one percent, and giving I, the tax cut you just gave away to the well, to the one percent. No, that, but the tax cut is actually being downloaded into wages. There's over 300 companies now that have downloaded the tax cut. You know, wages. you know better. You know that where you most of the better. money. See, you know see, where most of the guys, money is going. You guys, you guys, Anthony, you guys where is most you, of the money going? Where is being unfair? But you're not. Where's most of the money going? I showed up. Give me the two minutes. Give me the two minutes. Give me the two minutes. I showed up. When I went to Albuquerque, New Mexico, on the campaign, and I crossed the Secret Service line, I took my day pin off, and I went to talk to the people that were there, it was like an epiphany for me because I was like, oh, my God, he's talking and messaging to the people I grew up with. If you price my dad's wages, his mid-'70s wages, 1970, they're down about 35% in real economic terms. You can blame the Republicans if you want, but I don't really think it's just the Republicans. It's not it's just the Republicans. It would happen in, what happened in the globalization. Yes. Uh, to get us focused on so, because one of the things we're, we're very concerned about, and you make some good points about what's happening to the economy, but we're concerned about what has happened to our institutions and our government. So I, I have a question for you. Before you went into government, where you served as communications advisor, you're, you received an enormous offer from a Chinese group for the purchase of your company for about $90 million before you went in. After you came out, the purchasers lost interest. That's not true. How am I to understand that? The purchasers did not lose interest. Dave, that's a factually incorrect statement. Did they buy the company? They didn't buy the company because the company needs CFIUS approval. 
Um, and that's an intergovernmental agency. That okay, this used. is a different show. No, no, but hold on. That, not we're, we're, we're not doing this. Not a different show. You're making, but, David, you're making accusations completely untrue. You I want to understand the, something. But you should call the Treasury Department. This, uh, you should, you're making an accusation completely yeah. untrue. And we can't check the, any of this. So I signed know. the purchase and sale again. Nobody knows January what we're talking about. <laughs> no one cares. This is. I know. I'm telling him. It's very different. It's a little bit of like a setup question because he's trying to suggest that they were buying. I'm with you on this. Lobbying Take and yes for an answer. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, I, you know, by yeah. the way, I curse a lot, but I don't curse on TV. But that's a little BS, actually. I'm going to call you out on that because you don't what? know the facts. You don't curse? Okay? No, the I, one, cur I don't curse on TV. <laughs> oh, curse you on curse TV. to reporters. You're the one who I said Steve Bannon sucks his own cock. You did. And you were right. He does. I'm sort of surprised. But that didn't win the fake news award, okay? I'm sort of surprised about that. Oh, so you didn't say that? No, I don't think he's anatomically capable of it. I mean, no, but we, we took it as a metaphor. You yeah. didn't say it as a metaphor? No, I said it. I own the... Oh, I own, I own right. The I and, and it's a... But what David's trying to say is that the Chinese company bought okay. my business... Why are we going back to this? Okay. Huh. I don't care about you in China. The sale agreement still stands. Oh Call God. the Treasury. Ask them why... <laughs> Why is a national security <laughs> issue to sell a two hundred million dollars? I don't get it. See, I, you, don't see, get I, see why, right. I see why you it's and Trump. Set up question. No, but I see it's why like you stupid. and Trump get along. But, oh, I mean, yeah. no, well, New Yorkers are. T they, you they, actually I'll, would get along with them. <laughs> I, I hope so, because you would because you got a tough personality. You know how to yeah. give it as well as take it, and that's what his personality. is. But about. I'll give you this about Donald Trump. He has an almost inhuman ability to withstand pressure. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do it like him. Yeah, he never resilient. He never moves. This is <laughs> no really. No matter what comes at him, he sleeps well, probably mm. like a baby, drooling and. Don't go there, Bill. Don't go I, there. I'm not going to go, go there. there. Don't go but there. but like no matter, sleep, he but never he he doesn't really sleep that much to be honest. But I know, yeah. and it shows. And it shows. Um, Thank you. <laughs> The words but out of my you mouth. know, he he is the sun, and he makes everyone slowly because he's a ball of gas and dust. <laughs> and he slowly makes these all Republicans. A year ago, we were yeah. saying like, how many of these Republicans are going to come over? Slowly, or everybody falls into the orbit of the Sun King, and he does it by just staying exactly right where he is. He doesn't move. He's like a guy at a party. Some people go to a party and they circulate. Some people sit, well, let the party come to him. He lets everybody come to him, and I would ask this question of not just you, but everybody. Is he winning? Because he may be. No, he, you know, I think he's winning, but let me ask you a question. Why did he win the election? He, well, Russia helped. <laughs> We're going to disagree okay. on that. You're, you don't think Russia helped? You're that's, suggesting it, that he colluded with the Russians. Well, even if he, he did, if, 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 well, Russia well he totally did. No, he but totally, even if he didn't, yeah, but even totally if he didn't, did. he, but he, even he, if he didn't, you're, Anthony, you're you know that all all seventeen of our intelligence agencies said Russia meddled in our election. That's, well, that's different. Without, I accept that. And I think that... Well, then I just said they helped. Okay, but... That's one reason why... I, I, they were helping him? Or of they course were they were helping him. creating a disruption in the process and they were hurting... They favored him. I, I've spent more time in a Republican administration than you. As a Republican, does it, does it not... Does it not... David's oh. coming across pretty yeah, angry today. I am angry. Look, look, look. Of course, does it not stick in your craw that the... Vladimir Putin wanted to help your guy so much. 
Oh, well, I, did, I didn't see. See, you, you brought up the WikiLeaks thing. The WikiLeaks guy said. Doesn't it bother you? What, no, don't, no, no, don't you no, ask no, the question? Why did my guy? Tell me why did my guy win the primary? Russians. No. Okay, I didn't hear either your, one of those things. Your level, your level of anger and sanctimony is not coming across great. No, but but I think, but I think we can have, David, we can have, 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 have an For me, it's not a show. It's no. not a performance. No, no, no. It's, it's, you know, it's the you know, country you know, that you know is in danger, and you help to endanger it. I'm going to tell you what you're doing. You're making a very big mistake. No, 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 no. This is this. We need to have this conversation. Oh, you're, you're turning a deaf ear to what's actually this really is, going this, on out there. This, this is but real. You're going you're to play that card or you're going to no, name no. drop Harvard, and one or the guy, other. Look, guys. Okay. Let me ask you. I'm going to be able to do both, David. Isn't look, that the beauty right. of right. me? If y'all going to start a fight, I'm going to get right in the middle. I came from nowhere and went to Harvard. How about that, Okay, good Lord. I'm able to do both. I went to LSU, all right? I, I only brought it up because I, Rosenstein is a good guy, and I have no problem yes. defending right. Rosenstein. But the, okay. I've known him for 32 but, years. But, but, but you mentioned that yeah, the right. president... Why hasn't the president called for an independent commission? Away from Congress, away from the partisanship, to investigate what happened, and what do we do? He just know, suggested but, but, that, and I told him it was silly. Well, no, it's it, not. The, we need the, that. But he's not going to do it. That's so right. Let's not pretend. So let's move on. He's not going to do it. So let's not. If he's not going to do it, then he is complicit. Okay. Because he's not doing anything to stop it from happening again. So, so how about this? So, but he. So he would say, David, David I mean, he's not going to come on Bill's partisan. show. It is, it is part of what rattles the American yes. people. Okay. But, How do we prevent this from happening all right. again? Okay. It's happening but in Mexico. Not, okay. What are we going to okay. do? He's not going to do but, anything. Okay, but since we don't have a waterboarding operation, we're not going to... We're not going to get him no, to admit no. that point, okay, so let's right. move on. Okay. That's what all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm, I'm happy. Saying. Listen, I'm, I know. I'm a pretty Why objective not? guy. I'm, I'm happy to... And you, you're you being got... so cool, baby. Well, cool. he is. Exactly. No, I'm made of... Exactly. And that... No, made of cool. red, violets are blue. Yeah. I don't want Putin in my election. Do you? Okay. <laughs> I don't, okay. but you're, you're, you're losing the... Uh, what do you think of uh, the State of the Union? You're taking a normative... What do you think of the State of the Union? our democracy. And what about the response? What about the Kennedy kiss? What do you think about him? You came from nowhere. He came from everything. I like him. I don't have any problem with Joe Kennedy. I thought, hey, listen, there is a problem in the country, okay? You guys may not see it, but I see it. Okay, the president saw it. Bernie Sanders saw it. Maybe David sees it. I don't know. But I can take him to places where he could see it. There is a problem in the country, okay? The people have less disposable income. Yeah, okay, There's we did this. There's an opioid crisis. No, we got there. Okay. I know, I know, but... Okay, I know, so he's going to win again. When he wins re-election... Yeah, he might. He might. When he wins re-election in 2020, nope. who are you going to put up, Don? But it, Who's got, your person? I, Joe over, Kennedy? There are f- over, look, there are so, so many one people person, who want to run. One person that's going to beat him. Bernie, you Hell, look, I, don't, don't, I, don't you worry. We got more than enough firepower on the Democratic one, side. You, you because one? I'm but not here to support one candidate. I, I, I have many candidates. Name five. Let's, let I'll me. give you my entire list of 50 in the back room. 15. Okay. okay. And you're saying that of those 15 candidates, one of them is going to beat Donald Trump. Oh, let me tell you. The he, sitting he, president he, in a he, rising he, economy. He picked, he picked the lock. In 2016, he won by less than 78,000 votes in three states. You're, this time, you're, we you're, will not no, no, allow no, no, it no, to that's happen. That's not actually We will happen. not allow well, it to happen. 
That's a very good emotional applause no, line, but that's not what happened. This is the all rise, fellow Americans. The rise of Trumpism is concomitant to the decline of Clintonism, okay? The rigging of that primary situation that you wrote about I did not, caused a drop off. You didn't read my book. It caused you a drop off. You did not read my book. I'll make sure I'll personalize a copy because I have a okay. copy of your personalize book. Personalize a copy. I'll personalize a copy. <laughs> okay. The rise, um, of Trump, okay. the rise of Trumpism is a global phenomenon. It's happening across the developed world, and it's a sign of the weakening of democratic institutions, and it is a, a crisis, and it is a crisis that is bigger than one party. And, and Democrats, unfortunately, do not understand what has happened. They, still, um, they, they are still searching. Republicans do not understand what has happened. There are so many people in the Republican world who are aghast, and yet they're being dragged along like prisoners to a, a, an, outco an outcome that may well re-elect President, may well re-elect President Trump. Can I, can I, can I get, because we do not, we're, we're not guaranteed I, any happy can ending. Can I give, offer one more answer? Oh, because we okay. left yeah. that a long time ago You're about good. why he won, and I said yeah. Russia was one reason. Another reason is, well, it's certainly one of the reasons. How many of, times did Secretary okay. Clinton go to Wisconsin? All right. Jesus Christ, let one thing go. Just, just, can somebody on this panel let one thing go? Uh, I, I just so we we're can make one. so much go. I'm no, looking no, this ahead. Guy, this, I'm no, looking I mean, this, I don't, I don't, okay. I don't let anything go. We I know, I know. 276 okay. days to the midterm. Oh, I'm letting it go. Sake. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Here's, here's another reason why <laughs> is because there are two sets of rules for the two parties. Sure. We saw this this week when Steve Wynn, who uh, has got caught up in the Me Too movement, apparently he's been. Not doing the right thing there in Las Vegas. Okay. So he was the RNC chair. He had to step down. Now, when Al Franken stepped down, the head of the RNC said, well, he's got to give back every cent. And many, every uh, right. nickel. And yeah. Harvey Weinstein, all that money had to all go back. Of it. Right. Steve Wynn has given a lot of money. You know what the RNC said? Uh, we accept his resignation. <laughs> in other words, different rules for us. There's different rules for the Supreme Court. There's different rules for voter fraud. There's different rules for gerrymandering. Am I allowed to react? You are. I'm just laying it out. I'm just saying. Okay, so, and this is, I'm not so blaming think, the Republicans entirely. The Democrats the, should not I, be letting I, that I, well, happen. Okay, so let me react to it, okay? I think that this thing was obviously the explosion that took place in the Me Too movement. And I have a beautiful daughter and a wife and a lot of women in my family. I want them to have a safe space. That explosion is bipartisan. It's across category. It's across industry. And so I think that people are making a mis so many mistakes in this situation. But if they're going to give back the money or say that they, other people should give back the money, then they should do the same thing okay. and give back the money. And but, but I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. I'll tell you something right now. We have to also address this as a society because as bad as actors as these people are, you and I both believe in prison recidivism, you know, the, the reform, reform of, the, yeah. of, the, of the criminal prison justice situation. The Koch family's alongside of Valerie Jarrett and President Obama. You mentioned your kids. You, you don't want to have a, you don't want to have a I, professional I, life death sentence for these people. 72% so of Republicans say he's a good role model. Trump is for children. Would you mm -hmm. say he's a good role model for children? Do I think he's a good, I think he's been a good dad. That's not the same thing. Yeah, he's got. You can't fake good kids. He's got very good kids. Well, we don't know is that, he, but he, uh, I wouldn't say he has that? good. I don't think he has good kids. What? Right. Well, I do. I know them personally, but and I think they're good. I want to say well, something, Bill. You, so you made a good can, point. We need to have you one think standard. We good... need to have one standard on sexual yeah. harassment. We shouldn't be telling John Conyers and Al Franken to go to hell, resign their positions. Blake Farrento is still there, 
and Congress to rule taxpayer money after the taxpayers settle his case. We shouldn't have different rules. We should have one rule, one standard. We should be we shouldn't but, be telling Democrats to turn the money back and the Republicans. Well, we'll wait for due process. We also have to have a path to redemption. But there must everybody. be there, there must be some things have, when your kids are a little older, your, your, your young ones, for example, mm -hmm. when they come to you and they say, "Daddy, I, I just found out you worked for Donald Trump mm -hmm. in 2017." Yeah. Uh, and then they ask say, you about the Hollywood them, Access tape. I say to them, I watch my dad get up at 4 a.m. with a lunch pail, and I was able to live an amazing middle-class life. And the next generation, when the whole society shifted, they weren't able to do that. And so but I the was kids trying asking to help. about the pussy grabbing. What are you talking about? Well, I'm, 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 if he, he asked me about that, I'll be, uh, depending on his age, I'll be very honest with him. I'll say, you know what? There's a lot of flawed people in the world. Your daddy's got a whole phone book of flaws. I probably half a phone book just in the 11 days in the White House. And I would say to, I would say to them that uh, I'm not going to judge him the way uh, Bill Clinton's not judged, Donald Trump's not judged, or, or this whole And see, whole we go of back to Bill Clinton. What about Listen, Clarence Thomas? I mean, Thomas we, we constantly... I'm not, I'm not really we, even trying to right, do that. I'm, I'm going to go again. Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. Well, I'm it's actually, time for new rules, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have to move on. It's a live show. All right. You'll like these rules. They're kind of funny. Okay. Or you'll hate them. New rules. Stop saying... The only time Sean's face will be on this show. Stop saying... Yeah. He'd be welcome aboard. Stop saying Sean Hannity's Twitter account getting briefly shut down was part of some deep state conspiracy. Maybe he was just so far up Trump's ass he lost service. He is kind of far up Trump's ass. Come on. Keep going. That's good. Like New rule on Sunday, someone has to beat these patriots. I'm sorry, but I... I, I just want to live to see the day when the pure, unbridled joy gets wiped off Bill Belichick's face and is replaced with this. <laughs> That's good. I like that. yeah. New rule, stop saying that giving explicit verbal consent ruins the mood. You just have to make consent sexy with useful phrases like, I want to fulfill the terms of our agreement so hard. <laughs> or, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come in the designated location per our conversation on January 12th. <laughs> Neural, someone has to explain to me the difference between Bitcoin and me saying, this hunk of foil I just rolled up into a ball is worth a million dollars. Bitcoin, it's more than just a cryptocurrency, it's Beanie Babies. And I did that one for you. I thought the currency is like that one. Great, great. Neural, when you're in front of me in the supermarket checkout, don't be so quick to slap down that divider between your food and mine. It's my lunch, not the Korean demilitarized zone. <laughs> and what would happen? <laughs> what would happen if your kale touched my ding-dong? <laughs> if you care so much about personal space, how come you parked like this? <laughs> and finally, New World Trump fans have to admit that of all the lies he vomits on a daily basis, the one... The one that makes you look the dumbest is this. On day one, we will begin working on an impenetrable, physical, tall, powerful, beautiful southern border wall.
You can believe anything else, but give me this one. <laughs> Just admit you got conned when you actually thought that Blob the Builder was going... <laughs> was going to erect the eighth wonder of the world for free, and Mexico would pick up the check. If you don't want to say it out loud, you can mow it into the corn. (laughs) Come on, man, we've all been there. You bought weed in the park, and when you got home, it was pine needles and oregano. Even General Kelly had to admit a couple of weeks ago that Trump's idea of the wall was uninformed and had evolved. Ooh, that pissed Trump off. He quickly lie-tweeted, the wall is the wall. It has never changed or evolved from the first day I conceived of it. (laughs) Yes, conceived. He's the Leonardo da Vinci of walls. His drawings of walls and his notebooks were years ahead of their time. And don't ever confuse it with a fence. Oh, during the campaign, Trump tweeted to Jeb Bush, it's not a fence, Jeb. It's a wall. There's a big difference. (laughs) Except now it's a fence. (laughs) Problem is, Trump fans don't want a fence or a river or a virtual barrier. They want a fucking wall. (laughs) Because a wall represents an impregnable barrier that keeps out not just Mexicans, but everything that makes them feel antsy about the old America that's slipping away. The wall, it's like one of those prescription drugs that blocks the causes of your discomfort. Yes, now there's Mexigon. Mexigon... (laughs) Mexigon has been clinically proven to reduce the pain caused by foreigners entering the country illegally. Mexicon works with your natural gullibility to construct a wall that keeps immigrants from shithole countries out. and good-paying jobs in so you can get back to cleaning your guns and sending out Facebook memes of Hillary getting hit with a golf ball. (laughs) Except it doesn't work that way. Most illegals don't even cross the border. They come here the same way you came back from Cabo. They catch a flight, and then they just stay. like that Australian on your couch. (laughs) Even Trump admitted the wall was bogus when he was caught on tape in a call to Mexico's president saying the wall is the least important thing we are talking about. It was always just an applause line that got out of hand. So there you have it. The wall will not help with employment. It's not feasible to build, and even Trump knows it's bullshit. And if all that isn't enough to deter you, Let me add this, Trumpsters. You don't need it. Because everything that wall represents, the bigotry, the racism, the ignorance, the paranoia, is already in your heart. (laughs) Yes, the wall has been inside you the whole time. Trump just brought it out because he's the jackass whisperer. (laughs) 
but you don't need it. Every time you vote for a child molester because the other choice is a Democrat, the wall is there. Every time you feel rage because a voice recording says, for Spanish, press two, the wall is there. It's there whenever you begin a Facebook post with, I'm not a racist, but. And it's there every time a unisex bathroom makes you hold it till you get home. It's there when snow makes you deny global warming. And it's there at the ball game when two gays on the kiss can make you throw up in your mouth. Every time you use air quotes when you say the word college, the wall is there. It's there when you use Jew as a verb. And it's there every time you're Tucker Carlson. So you don't need a wall. Because you see, even without it, you're still the grumpy asshole who ruins Thanksgiving. All right, that's our show. I want to thank my guest, David Flynn, Donna <laughs> and Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch, and Richard Haas is coming back for overtime. We'll see you on YouTube. Thank you. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.